Hey everyone, welcome to the Motion Church Weekly Podcast. On this podcast, we share some thoughts from our weekly gatherings as home churches, as well as our messages from when we all get together. It's our desire to help people become fully devoted followers of Jesus, and we hope that this podcast encourages you to walk in that way. Thanks again for joining us, and enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Motion Church Weekly Podcast. It's Caleb and Shannon here with you this week. Again, we're looking at John chapter 11. Uh, We're making our way through the Gospel according to John, if you're just hopping in with us. Um, So we've got a bunch of podcasts you can go back and listen to to get really a lot of the context of um, things we'll talk about here on the podcast even today. And so Shannon is with us. He's going to take us through what he shared with our church on Saturday. So Shannon, great to have you, man. Yeah, it's good to be here, and uh, this is a great part of the Gospel of John. I'm, I kind of chuckle because I think I say that every single week on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, now this really is a a pivotal point in John's Gospel account uh, because every everything is is kind of prior to this culminates here with this event. This is the last sign that John uses in his Gospel account to point to or towards. Jesus Christ being the Son of God, the Messiah, and it's it's been described, especially this this portion of it, uh, John eleven seventeen through um, twenty five here or twenty seven, has been described as like the the hinge between John chapters one through ten and John twelve through twenty one, uh, because this is this is that significant sign where Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And this actual portion is like right before it. Uh, We're going to talk about the actual event next week. Um, But what Jesus says here in verse 25 is is vital and is paving the way for what he's going to do on the cross and with the empty tomb. And that's, that's what this event does. From this point forward, you have the religious leaders are dead set on their desire to kill him and he is beelining it to the cross everything from here is now heading to that event in this in this gospel account and so it's a really awesome way that that john has crafted this gospel account and anybody who says that people in the ancient days were primitive and not as smart as we are really I, I think is has got their wires crossed because um I, I look at some of the stuff that's put out today literature wise and it's infantile compared to the biblical writers and and he's crafted his gospel account beautifully and and I think I mentioned on Saturday I, I've been, I've heard him describe the Bible writers as um, literary ninjas, and and they are just perfect. And so this event right here is really the key. And and what we have is we've got the the death of Lazarus, who is the brother to Mary and Martha, who we know from uh, other stories. They were the ones where Jesus went to visit, and uh, Martha is running around. Uh, like a crazy person trying to make sure everything is all perfect and great and wonderful and, and trying to make sure all, all the beverages are out and all the dishes are done and all of this, you know, she's all busybodying around and Mary's sitting right at the feet of Jesus 
And Jesus is like, yo, Martha, you know, relax. Okay, Mary's doing the what, what she should be doing. And so this is, these are the people. And from what we can tell here is they're very close friends to Jesus. Um, we don't know what the connection is. Um, we, we don't know have all those details, but we do know how Jesus reacts with them and how they react with Jesus, that these are people that are close, um, mm-hmm. close to him. And so maybe they were friends of the family. We're not sure. And so basically we have the event is now Jesus is coming into the scene. He's coming into Bethany. He's not quite in the town. He's not at the home, uh, Mary and Martha, uh, yet. And, and Martha goes running out to him and there's a great exchange between those two and and from from this exchange right uh we'll just kind of look at this here verse 21 martha said to jesus lord if you had been here my brother would not have died but even now i know that whatever you ask from god god will give you and so you know there's a lot of debate on that as far as what martha is getting at i really think that that she's just making a point she's like you know, she, she's excited that he's here, and she knows that if he had been able to be here earlier, uh, he would have been able to do what he's done uh, many times before. And and I think that the key thing with this that differentiates it from other people that have been um, raised from the dead, uh, brought back, is that it's now been four days. And right. it, the the four day time frame is the key because that's when the decomposition is is, is starting to to set in. You you can <laughs> physical physically see and smell the body decomposing at this point in time. And so there is no well maybe maybe he's you know just sleeping, right? <laughs> and Jesus just secretly waves a little you know, smelling salts under his nose. You know, on the past ones, maybe you could say that. You know, I did a little CPR without them realizing it and, and brought the person back. But this was beyond all that. Right. And and she's just saying, hey, I know if you had been here, you would have been able to. But I know, and that's what's great, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. I mean, that's a that's a great statement from her. This isn't just some pie in the sky kind of thing. She's, yep. well, you know, I'm just kind of saying what I think. No, she, she's saying, listen, I know without a doubt. And and that's what's cool. I pointed out to everyone, there's this um, great threefold progression of Martha in this story. And that's what makes John's account so awesome. You know, Martha hears Jesus coming. She says, I know. In fact, she says it twice. And then she finally ends her conversation with with Jesus saying, I believe. You know, hear, know, believe. And I was showing the parallel to John's purpose statement for his gospel over in Mm -hmm. chapter 20. Where his whole point is so that you would know that Jesus is the Son of God and then you believe, right, that he's the Messiah. So we we see this purpose manifested in this, um, this narrative story here. And it's the very heart of what Jesus is going to do and the very heart of what um, is vital for us to respond to with his ultimate act, which is his own death on the cross and the resurrection um, with the empty tomb. And, and that's, that's really the culmination of this passage here in verse 25. 
and um, you know Jesus reassures her earlier. He says, "Your brother will rise again," and she responds, "I know that he's going to rise again in the resurrection on the last day." She's still thinking that that yeah. the old messianic bringing in the resurrection and and what God was going to do with His people. And Jesus then says, and this is great, verse 25, um, and verse 26, both of them together. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. So, I mean, what an awesome, awesome statement. You can't get more plain than, than that. Listen... I'm not going to bring in the resurrection is what he's saying. See that that was the that was the hope that they had. That was that was what the the people of Israel thought was going to happen is that when when the Messiah comes, he was going to be ushering in the time when Yahweh brings the the resurrection. But that's not it. They 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 misunderstood. They put too much of their preconceived ideas onto the biblical story that they missed the fact that the Messiah was going to actually be the resurrection. He is the resurrection and the life itself. He is the embodiment of it. He is it. And as a result, everybody who believes in him, they live. And and that's what he's getting ready to demonstrate there. And that's what makes Martha's statement at the end of this section so great. She said, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming in into the world. What a what a beautiful statement! And and that's I mean, isn't that the gospel, right there? Jesus says, "I'm the resurrection and the life. Believe in me, and though you die, you shall live." And she goes, "I believe. I believe you are the Christ, the Son of God, who's coming in the world." Plain, plain and simple, right there. And and how awesome. Uh, is that Jesus is the the resurrection and and I think about you know one of, one of the biggest struggles I think people have in in this world that we live in is they look around the world and and they see all the hurt and the pain and the destruction and the darkness and the evil and everybody's life is in affected by it in one way or another and what's the the big cry is why would a good loving awesome holy righteous god uh, allow this and and they're missing they're missing the very thing that jesus did about all that and that is his son who is the resurrection and and the life and and he is the renewal he he is what what will bring newness to the world he is what will bring newness to every hurting and and darkened and despondent and and angry every single life out there that is in that struggle he is the resurrection he is the the life and i think about in my own life and uh just the darkness that I've gone down and the things that I've been involved in and and just the hateful things that I have done in my past and I, I am just so humbled and elated when I come to see how awesome Jesus is 
as the resurrection and the life. And without him, I, I would be nowhere. I, I would be uh, a, just walking dead, a mess. And, and that's the cool thing is he brings true life in the midst of your darkness. And all you have to do is hear and know and believe who he is. Plain and simple. Uh, he's, he's done it all. He's been the sacrifice for every thing, single thing that you may have done. He has covered over and he has washed away. And all you have to do is is accept him. And, and I, I think I made the statement in our messed up world with our messy lives. You know, as messy as our lives can be, uh, it can be formed into this, this resurrection and this life that Jesus talks about. Because that's what he says. Whoever believes in me there's no one left out of that statement who ever believes in me black white red green male female uh whatever your sin situation is uh murderers thieves um anyone those caught in sexual sin all of those things whoever believes in me though he die yet he shall live and everyone who lives Everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. That's that renewal. That's that newness of life. That darkness that is in the world does not have to overcome you, no matter how powerful or strong it may be. Jesus has conquered that all. We've talked about before. He is the light of the world. He is the water of life. He is resurrection. And, and I think that's that message right there. And if him bringing Lazarus from the dead isn't enough he's going to do it himself uh on that cross and and that i I think that that's the heart of the story that's the heart of this gospel and i think it's the challenge for us as believers to to look at our life and and to reflect how jesus as resurrection and life has become just plain and normal in our life we say it so much we read it so much we're around it so much how how is it has it become just uh, a thing or does it really strike to the very core of who we are again and humble us and and help us to then see how important it is to be examples of that resurrection life every day and and the challenge too is for those of you who who haven't uh, believed in jesus who hasn't said what Martha said, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is who is coming in the world, who Jesus is not your resurrection in life. My challenge is, is seek the truth. God says if you will seek truth, not, not your subjective truth, not what somebody else's truth may be, but the pure truth, if you will seek pure truth, you will find. You know, and, and that's what John's hinting at with Martha hearing. That Jesus was coming, hear the truth, know the truth, believe in the truth, and you have that resurrection life that Jesus gives Lazarus and Jesus brings through his, his own death. And and that's, man, what a great stuff. I think I made the statement that people need Jesus, not pastors, personalities, or programs. And, and that means uh, I need Jesus. And, and I need to continually look to him and and be focused on on my relationship with him 
and and challenging myself am i am i being that living example of his resurrection and life to others so great great part small little portion of the story we're not done with it yet we're going to carry it on into uh next week um but just great powerful stuff there yeah yeah man that's amazing it uh definitely as you were uh leading us on saturday it was really encouraging to um read and see this and like you were saying it how it just humbles you to think about who jesus is and how he um can renew and restore everything in our life and that's yeah um the ultimate goal is uh, for everything to be restored and so should always point us back to jesus but many times we uh point to other things and so yeah. uh, that was a good reminder there uh from the word this past week and so um, we're going to continue on with John chapter 11 over the next couple weeks. I think we've got a couple more weeks left in yeah. John chapter 11. And then um, we'll be moving on to that second half of John. So yeah. uh, thanks for joining us today, everybody. Hope you uh, have a great week, and we'll be back with you next week. See you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Motion Church Weekly. As always, head over to our website at motionchurch.life or follow us on social media to keep up with the latest from Motion Church. We hope you have a great week.